When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Last time I stopped breathing, they couldn't even put like the smallest little tube down to intubate me, so... Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? Well, it's 2023. I think I feel I- like a changed person. Yeah. <laughs> about you. yeah, you've already had a smoothie. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. Do you want to tell any of our new listeners who we are and what we're about? I would love to. We have been best friends for over 20 years. We have had our fair share of trauma. And so we decided to create a podcast where we listen to everyday people tell stories and no topic is off limits yeah that's us we got trauma for days every week for the last while we've been sharing a tidbit about ourselves and i just realized being the first episode of 2023 maybe we talk about are we into new year's resolutions what yeah totally what are we thinking okay i'm thinking i hate new year's resolutions yeah I know we've talked about this before where we talk about, do we have a word? Do we have a resolution? And usually we're totally not on board for that. But I definitely have had some, I don't know, epiphanies lately. I don't know if my husband's talking to me from beyond and just like putting thoughts in my head about like things that need to change or I need to fix or whatever. But I just, I want to be healthy overall, mentally, physically. I want my kids to be healthy mentally, physically. Things are changing in my career, so I'm doing that. So there are a lot of changes happening. As some people know, I'm taking a break from the interview portion of our podcast. Yeah, you just announced it today on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, at first I was really sad about it, but I have decided to take it as an opportunity to just get better. Yeah. Honestly. And so that's what I have planned for the new year. And I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of work, but I'm excited. Yeah. I think it would be a disservice for you to be focusing on the podcast. We promote mental health and people going through hard things. And meanwhile, on the back end, you're not giving enough attention to your health and your family. Absolutely. I got to practice what I preach. Yeah. How about you? I feel like I don't know if it's the new year. This is my last year of my 30s what it is, but I'm feeling really like introspective. I've never listened to We Can Do Hard Things, the Glennon Doyle podcast, Yeah, but a few people have mentioned it. I think I just, I don't know, like maybe I just wasn't in the place to listen. But anyway, I've been binging it because it's like my soul is suddenly like, oh no, you need this. It's called We Can Do Hard Things. And I'm like, get out of my head. It's like it it went into my head and took all these things that I'm experiencing and thinking 
and then turned it into a podcast with these three people. So I just feel like I'm on this like introspective journey. I don't know if that's a resolution or not, but that's just what I am feeling going into the new year. That's the vibes. Yeah. I did find it shockingly hard. It just dawned on me yesterday morning, which was December 31st. It suddenly occurred to me that it's really sad going into a new year since my dad died. And like, it's like this feeling of I'm like, not leaving them behind or this will be forever now. It's more of a finality. Yeah, it feels it was really shocking. I had a good little cry and then then decided. So there's this video of, oh, maybe this is my resolution. There's a video I have of my dad playing the guitar to a song. And I have a guitar. I only tried to learn it for a few months and then haven't picked it up in a year and a half. But I cracked open the case and took took it out and I started learning how to play that same song. So I don't know what I'll do with it or whatever, but I don't know. It just felt like a nice way of connecting with a piece of him that I didn't get to connect with him over when he was alive. Yeah, totally. That's really nice. I remember feeling like that too the first year after Anthony died and I New Year's Eve. It did feel like I was leaving him behind and it was just another step forward without him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's annoying. I hate it. It's really hard. Yeah. Like these things come out of nowhere. Oh, 100%. We had a wild night last night. Uh-huh. We watched White Lotus and the L Word. In the L Word, a character's mom dies. She said it, and then I just burst into tears. It brings you back to all of those feelings, like yeah. those fresh feelings, right? I went into the new year having a dream about my husband. I dreamt that he had faked his death, that Son a lot of people in my life knew that he had faked his death oh. and didn't tell me. Have we had, did I know? So yeah, I found him and he was like building a new house for him and his new girlfriend. Oh. And living with his new girlfriend and her daughter. Oh. So I was like, that was great to wait. You know, when you're like, your partner cheats on you in a dream and you get mad at them. Yeah. Like it's, you can still, it still happens after they die. So oh I'm very mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. What a son of a gun. How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing about my sick children, but <laughs> they were healthy for a good chunk, but I knew that they had been healthy for too long. Mm. And you know that next shoe is going to drop, like when they've been healthy for too long. So on Christmas Eve, my youngest started throwing up and then she was throwing up on Christmas Day. On Boxing Day, we were supposed to go to my mother-in-law, so we decided not to go because we didn't want to get anyone there sick. By the next day, she seemed better, so we went. Then that night, it was like, bam, three of my kids threw up. Oh my God. Because it should be noted for anybody new, you have five. I do. And so once one goes, you're like a domino effect, right? The three threw up and then they were feeling crappy for the next day. And then that night, my last man standing also threw up and had a really high fever. So it was just I had to miss work on Wednesday and Thursday. And by Friday, I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I have to go to work. I wasn't feeling good. I fought it off. I like refused to throw up every time I could feel something. I was like, no, yeah, mm-hmm, what? not happening. I up. won't do it. I don't know. I hate it so much. I don't love it, but like we can cut this out. But I said this to my friend. I was like, I'd rather poop all day than throw up one. I'm absolutely not cutting this out. <laughs> I don't know why I yeah, hate it so much. I, like, listen, I really if we're do. choosing ends, I would yeah. prefer the back end. <laughs> <laughs> Because at least then you could be like scrolling TikTok. Right. But like yeah. when you're throwing no, it's up, gross. it's this all consuming. I can't do yeah. anything else. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. But 
I went to work on Friday. I had this weird throat thing. I sounded like a man for four days. So I went to work and my coworkers are like, are you sure like you want to be here? Do you want to go home? And I was like, no, my children are there. I don't, I want to be here. <laughs> so I had a little bit of a break from them on Friday. It's almost like your house needs to have a quarantine room that has like yeah. its own air, its own bathroom. Like, yeah. And so as soon as one gets sick, you just put that kid in there. And that's just where they live until it's Yeah, like a safe room, but for vomiting. No, that ends up being my room. My room ends up being like the sick ward. Ew. Yeah, not great. But other than that, it was fine. We opened gifts. We had people we visited. And for Christmas, for not liking Christmas, it was just fine. Yeah, great. And then for New Year's, you stayed up till midnight. Yeah, we were supposed to go to our friend's place, but she wasn't feeling good. And I was fine with that. I didn't really want to do anything. So we just stayed home. The twins went to bed at about 10. I think Julia fell asleep watching a movie at about 11. And then the other two made it till midnight and then went to bed. Wow. So we just watched some movies. That's about it, really. It was low-key. That's what we needed. Yeah. I'm not into, like, crazy New Year's. A, I don't want to drive anywhere because I am convinced I'm going to get hit by a drunk driver. Absolutely. I'm not like a huge like drinker. No. Like, but you know what? We did a lot of that in our early there 20s. There was a season or... for it and we had it. Yeah. I remember going to Cowboys on New Year's Eve and it was insane. We left at two in the morning and couldn't get a cab and we're all wearing like barely anything. And it was, I know we didn't bring cold. a jacket, just a tube no. top and some yeah. skinny. I was wearing a halter dress and <laughs> yes. looking good, but yeah, not anymore. We're too old for that. Yeah, I'm tired thinking about it. Like, I didn't think I had a horrible headache all day yesterday and I just couldn't get rid of it. So then we had like appetizers. We watched The White Lotus and then we caught up on The L Word, the new season. Very gay New Year. Oh, yeah. Very gay. (laughs) And then then Lena came over because we bought a keyboard off of her. And then, oh, and we painted a wall in our house. I saw that. It's so pretty. We went pink. I think everyone's too kind to say if they hate it and whether they hate it or not, we love it. It's the most, it's called retro pink and it's just like dusty rose. And our house is from 1988 and it still has like the wood, the like wood finishes and gold and carpet. So it just goes. Yeah. It's very pretty. I like it. That's it. But we also have a Patreon. We do. And it is a monthly subscription where you get access to over 70 episodes instantly. And they're episodes you're never going to hear on the main feed. And it is like a vast array of different episodes. There's so many things on there. So many different topics. Like nothing like what we have on the main feed. Our own stories are on there. We have a couple other Mm -hmm. podcasters who wanted to share their stories on there. We've had listeners reach out and say, I want to share my story, but I just want it maybe more to a curated audience. Yeah, so if you sign up, we have three tiers to choose from. Each tier has their own benefits. And if you get the top tier, the ultimate Sufti, you get not only two episodes a month, but you also get a video episode of us making fools of ourselves. Absolutely. There's a little bit of drinking, there's a little bit of random topics and a lot of... Sex. Tangent, maybe? What were you going to say? I was going to say, no, I wasn't going to say sex. I was going to say, what, like, segue? Okay, because I definitely heard sex, and I was like, <laughs> a little bit of sex. What Patreon are you? <laughs> <laughs>
No, that's our only fans. Oh, that's my other one. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's my dirty talk podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> terrible. You're going to have to watch January because you we got our scheduling a little messed up. Yes. And you there was a of... winter wonderland instead of a wet Wednesday. So winter wonderland for my children's school. So I had to. It was funny because I was like, oh, it's fine. We can leave early. You're like, I don't want your children to talk to their therapist later in life saying that their mom had to miss winter wonderland to go get drunk online. <laughs> we don't need this to be one of their things they talk about in therapy. Exactly. We do not need more trauma. So I missed it, unfortunately, but I'm excited to watch it and see what you guys talked about. Yeah, we just dove right in. I was just watching a bit of it today. I don't really edit them. So we got joined by Julie and Justine from the Resting Bitch Face pod. We talked about literally everything from how snakes procreate to the anatomy of a duck. And okay, yeah. New Year's resolutions, trans kids, everything in between. Wow. We really covered the gamut. So it's like an educational episode. Yeah. Yeah. Not for kids, but educational. We'll call it that. So get a drink and learn something. And then the other thing that we have, which I am going to talk to death about. So one of my goals for our podcast in 2023 is to grow, obviously, get more downloads, get more listeners. And one of the best ways that we're going to do that is by getting more reviews online because reviews aren't just like a way to toot our horn and grow our ego. But (sighs) it's also the more five-star reviews you have, the more you'll show up on recommended lists, the more places like Apple Podcasts will pay attention and be like, oh, these guys are really good. If somebody's not sure about our podcast and they go and look, I often look at reviews. If I've never heard of a podcast, I'll go and see what people are saying to decide if I want to listen to it. So it really does a lot. And so we have this new website called Rate This Podcast. So if you go to rate this podcast slash I did not sign up for this, there's also a link in our Instagram and there's also a link on our website. So if you don't want to remember that. And as soon as you click it, whatever device you're on, it'll instantly tell what platforms you have. If you're, I think if you're on an Android, it'll pull up like Google Podcasts and Spotify. I almost said Shopify, Spotify. If you're on an iPhone, it'll pull up iTunes. Anyway, so it makes it really easy. And instead of having to navigate which platform to do it, it just picks it and walks you through it. And it's really easy. So amazing. if you are enjoying our podcast, if you're a new listener, if you're a longtime listener, please consider leaving us a rating and or a review wherever you get your podcasts absolutely what do you I just we should sorry i was gonna say what if we start reading them out that's a good idea even the bad ones you know which Ooh. one i'm talking about no that would be fun i think that would be a good idea to read out a couple every episode or every couple episodes what were you gonna say i was just gonna say i really like reading them and i really like hearing what people like about us and it's validating that's not what we're doing this for but it is nice to hear that people enjoy our show all right michelle i'm excited for you to hear this episode because this will be one of the first ones that you didn't join us for i know i'm excited to hear it too all right let's get on with our day i hope you have a good rest of the week i think we should record an outro because a few people have said they missed them sure let's do it read some maybe we'll read some reviews okay that sounds good okay okay bye Hello, Allie. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? 
Good. I always, it's always my instinct to say good morning, but we've interviewed a few people from quite different time zones. You're all the way in England. I am. Yeah. It's four o'clock here. Yeah. You've already enjoyed your whole Sunday. Yeah. That's amazing. And you still got your Sunday today. Yeah. I feel like I've been really productive and it's only 9 a.m. More than half done. <laughs> yeah, that's it's Sunday. I feel like that's a lazy day. We're like so excited to talk to you. I found you on TikTok. I've been following your stories for yeah. a long time. And thank you very much. So why don't we start with you introducing yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from, and then we'll find out where your story begins. Okay. My name is Ali Robinson. I live in the south of England. I'm 31 years old. I have a tracheostomy, which helps me breathe. I work at the hospital. I work within cancer services at my local hospital. And I'm a mum. That's about it, really. You said you have, is it called a tracheostomy? Yeah, tracheostomy, yeah. So can you maybe go into how did it come that you have one? Yeah, so I was born with a condition called Pierre-Robin syndrome. And that's basically like where in my mum's tummy when I was growing, my lower jaw didn't form properly, so it was really far back. So because my lower jaw didn't grow, my upper airway couldn't form properly either, so it was really narrow. So when I was born, I had pretty much no chin because it was all the way back back to my neck and my do you know a cleft palate is so yeah all of the above up here was all gone I didn't have no hard or soft palate oh. and then when I was five weeks old I had to have my tracheostomy put in because I stopped breathing four times oh god and then when the night like the night I had to go to the nearest children's hospital and have an emergency surgery and have my tracheostomy put in that's so scary to think I don't have my own kids, but to think like a five, I've held a five day old baby and they're just so little. And it's five weeks, sorry. Five, five weeks, weeks, sorry. Yeah. But even yeah. then, like that's yeah, so that's little. And mm-hmm. I imagine 31 years ago, they probably wouldn't have known before you were born that you were going to have this. Did they? Like through a scan? No. So in, when I was in my mom's tummy, I was back to back. And in the breech position. And I had oh. my legs in front of my face. So they couldn't pick it up. So it was when I was actually born that they picked up. Yeah. That the condition was there, yeah. Wow. And is the condition that you said, is that the normal, like how it shows up? Is that yeah, the jaw that's characteristics. far back? Yeah. The characteristics are small lower jaw, cleft palate, and like big eyes. So my eyes are quite big and almond shaped. And that's just like usually a sign of the condition. That's so interesting. And are those sort of the only characteristics or issues that you've had as a result of it i got problems with my ears as well so my ears i'm pretty deaf to be honest so in my right oh. ear i've only got i don't have any eardrum yeah and in my left i've only got half of an eardrum so i think because it's like ear nose and throat it's all connected isn't it yeah so yeah i've always had hearing issues um and when i was younger I used to get a lot of ear infection mm. and i had those small bones in your ears and I had erosion of the small bones and so my small bones and my ears were just slowly eroding away. Then so now I've got nothing. <laughs> oh, now I live wow. most of the time. Yeah. Wow. And can you use hearing aids or anything? No, because so, there's no eardrum there now on either side, really. It's just a case that I get really bad ear infections. So mm. moisture builds up in my ears. And I get really bad ear infection, which then causes more hassle. Okay. So I don't, I can't wear them. But I wear, I've, I've been listed a couple of times for something called a bone assisted hearing aid, which is where they drill a the skull and put something in your skull. So it's similar to a cochlear implant, but it's ever so slightly different. And I actually had a phone call with my consultant in London a couple of weeks ago asking me to 
go on the waiting list again. Oh, wow. But I did say to him, I don't really like a lot of noise anyway. Like, I'm really sound sensitive. Like, okay. really. But I think that's because I can't hear much. So if anything's really loud, it, like, literally feels like my eardrum is, like, getting pierced. Do you have mm. any siblings? Yeah, I've got three older brothers. Oh, wow. Did they have any of the same condition no. growing up? Oh, interesting. No, mine's completely isolated. And is it genetic or was it just one of those things that happened? So there is, there's a couple of things. Like, there is pyrobin that is genetic and then there's also isolated. But yeah, nobody else in my family has it or has any characteristics of it. So in my wow. family, it was just one off. So what does growing up with this condition look like? So I met you had to have surgery, I imagine, like for your cleft palate and jaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've had 66 surgeries altogether, general anesthetics. And that is, apart from, obviously I had a cesarean. I didn't, like, include my cesarean in that figure. <laughs> but they're all, like, from my chest upwards. So loads on my airway, on my jaw joints, on my nose, on my face, and on my palate. But over the years, I've had 66 operations. Wow. And so the tracheostomy, I've seen some videos where you have to change it out at night. Yeah. I guess, I guess so. maybe the bigger question is, how does a tracheostomy work? So the tracheostomy is basically a tube that goes into the windpipe. So there's an artificial stoma. So do you know what a stoma is? Yeah. A stoma is literally just any hole of your body. Right. And then an artificial stoma is something that is like man-made so a surgical stoma so mine is an artificial stoma it's obviously you're not meant to have a hole in your neck so I have a stoma my tube goes into my airway and then because my upper airway is so narrow when I breathe in I can't get enough air through the upper airway okay that's why it's lower down because it's past the narrowing yeah it's lower below the narrowing so I can breathe and over the years, I've learned to breathe through my nose, my mouth, and my trachea. Oh, wow. Is that something that you had yeah. to go to, like, occupational therapy to learn? Maybe or... because I had it from when I was five weeks old. So right. I just, it's just normal for me. That's kind of incredible that your body was just like, okay, this is how we're going to do it now. Your poor parents, were they just totally devastated yeah, to learn that so. you were going <laughs> to have this forever, right? There's, is there, mm. a, was there an opportunity maybe that, they thought you wouldn't have to have it anymore? So in, when I was eight, no, when I was three, they tried to take it out, but I was too poorly. And then again, in 2009, they tried to take it out. And I had it out for three months, but I got really poorly with, with carbon dioxide toxicity. Oh, so basically, God. like I was retaining all of my carbon dioxide, so I was slowly poisoning myself. Wow, that's really scary. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Have it put back in. Yeah. 
And what does growing up with it seem like? Do you don't know any different, but when you were growing up, were you able to go to school and play sports? And yeah, okay. So my, I don't know how it works in America, but obviously there's is it kindergarten. Is that like it's similar yeah. to nursery? So like yeah. from baby, I didn't go to any kindergarten. I don't think I went to just elementary school. I'm guessing, yeah. and that is from when you're like five years old. And I went to a special needs school because a, a normal mainstream school wouldn't have me, wouldn't look after me. Just because of the medical? Yeah, brain is, was absolutely fine. Cognitively, absolutely fine. But because of my breathing problems, I wasn't allowed into a normal school. That's terrible. To to a special, yeah, no. Like in today's world, that would be... It would never happen. Yeah. Wow. Um, and how long were you in that school for? Until I think I was about eight or nine. So my first years of learning, I was in a special needs school. And obviously, all of my friends at that school... Yeah. We're not cognitively like Yeah, like they were available. all had special needs cognitively. Yeah. So they were yeah. like having seizures in class and all in wheelchairs. I was probably like only one of two people that could actually walk. Oh so it was God. yeah, really hard because obviously like my mum and my dad wanted me to be learning stuff, but because what you would work learning in normal school in Bunny is not what you learn in a disabled school at all. Right. And so my mum had to fight for a year get me into mainstream school. She did loads of meetings and getting lots of funding for me to be able to actually go to a normal school. Yeah. And yeah, I did that when I was about eight or nine, I think. And then wow. my last years of, I think this is elementary. When does it go into secondary school? So when you're 11, we go to secondary school in the UK. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's similar to here. I think it varies from place to place, but. So, uh, so yeah, I was about eight, eight or nine when I went into a normal school and then I got into my secondary school, but I had to have someone follow me around all the time. And was so it because so the, yeah, that would be, and was it because mm -hmm. the need to change it or monitor it? Yeah. What's the need hour to hour with it? It's basically insurance for the school was, oh. like, to have me there was so high. Right. And I had to have people that knew how to look after me at school to say if I had my one-to-one -one person with me all the time. But if she was poorly, I couldn't go to school. Oh. There was nobody else. Yeah, so we had to train up quite a few people to look after me at school is in there... case of an emergency or anything like that. Yeah, was it just that it was an emergency? Because you don't need to change it in the middle of the day. No, yeah, it's literally always got to be a worst-case scenario. I think of other kids that have, like, I had asthma growing up. I would have an asthma attack in the middle of school, and I didn't have to have somebody follow me around. That's just so wild that they classified mm -hmm. that as something that was greater than they could accommodate. And when I went to college, so college is when, so we leave secondary school when we're 15, 16, and then go off to college. Okay. I remember wanting to go into college, and then they said, obviously, I had to have someone with me. And I was kept saying, I don't need anybody with me. I just need somewhere I put all my medical equipment. That's it. And it was it was really awkward because they must have put out an email to the whole of the college staff saying, we've got this girl that's coming to start and who's interested in learning about her tracheostomy. And I went in there and there was so many people just sat in a circle looking at me, just wanting oh, to God. see if they could do it. And actually, one, when they realized what it was, they whittled it down to literally two or three people. I mean, I, get, I just went in there as like a circus. Like, that's nice that so many teachers stepped up to see. 
yeah, it was just, they just wanted to see what it was like. I don't think they had any like, want to actually do it. And what does having one, how does it affect you day to day? What's the requirement for maintaining it? And Okay, so every morning, obviously, I have to get up and I change it from my sleeping valve, which is one that's more open, to my speaking valve, which is what I've got in now so I can talk. And then it's on a normal day to day. That is it, essentially. I don't have to do too much, but I do have to have nebulizers. So I have to have up to four nebulizers a day. Of course, you would poorly as well, just to keep my airways open. And is that like face mask? Like I used to have a nebulizer when I'd have an asthma attack. No, it's just on my trackie. Oh, okay. Right. There's a special oh, tracking yeah. mask. Yeah, so I just do that. But I don't know if you saw my TikTok from yesterday. I posted a TikTok yesterday because I was out for lunch with my mum and I started choking, but not on food. I said to her, I was like, I've got hair. But normally if I just pull my tube out, like this inner one, if I pull that out, the hair will be on that, but it wasn't. And I was like, shit. Like, yeah. Like, this isn't good. So I went off to the toilet and I had to take my whole trackie out. So I was I did all the ties, took my trackie out, expecting it to be on my trackie and it wasn't. My mum got really nervous then as well. She was like, we're going to have to go up to the hospital. And I was like, what can they do? Like, I've got a hair stuck in my airway, making me choke and cough. You know, to the point where I'm coughing and gagging and everything, just uncontrollably. And then after half an hour of doing that, I sat down. All my ties were off. My tube was in, but my ties were just loose. And I had a hot drink to see if that would help something because I soothed my throat because obviously it was really hurting more the coughing. And then I just had this, I did another big cough and this little bit of hair came out. It was literally like that big. Oh my God. Like an inch long. Yeah. And how did it get in there? Did you just ingest just it? Just in. Oh, just, okay. It wasn't through my, it wasn't through my mouth because if it went through my mouth, it would have gone down into my stomach. It was through my airway. So it went through my trachea. And is the risk there that it, could it go into your lungs? Yeah. Oh, God, that's so scary. Just a tube that goes straight into my airway, which goes down into my lungs. And you can breathe a little bit once you take it out, right? You said you could breathe a little bit through your nose and mouth. It's just you're probably like breathing through a straw. It's quite narrow. Do you just you go from a sleeping one? Is it just bigger because you're sleeping? So it lets in more air. So it's not necessarily bigger. It just has my sleep. My speaker valve has a flap that pushes the air over my vocal cords whereas my sleeping one is just open so that I, ca- I, I can't talk when I have it in it's just open so I can get enough air through the night if I have fallen asleep with my speaker valve in before it just gives me a headache because I don't oh. exchange my gases properly like my carbon dioxide and my oxygen if I have this one in and I sleep it just doesn't yeah doesn't exchange better properly so and do you have to change them out like every few weeks or months? Yeah, so I cha- basically I change my actual whole tube every couple of weeks and I take it out, clean it and then put it, put another one back in. But the actual tubes, they don't ever go out of date because it's just silver. Oh, okay. So I just reuse them. Yeah. And the piece around your neck, you call your ties. It yep. honestly looks like a fashionable choker like that all the Thank you. young kids are wearing. And so yeah. is that just to hold it in place? Yeah. And I did have medical ties up until I had to go on a Hindu in May 2019. And I needed to, it was like all black. Like the going out was, I can going out, out, had to wear like all black. And yeah. I didn't want to have a black dress on and have my white ties. So I just yeah. popped into Hobbycraft and thought, I wonder if there's anything... I can do and then literally I've never gone back. <laughs> oh wow. I yeah, like it just looks like a fashionable thing. Yeah. 
less people obviously with TikTok more people recognize me out on the street but like less people notice it now that I've got black ties on because people right. just think it's a necklace when I have white ties it looks more medical do you have to be extra careful about getting like a chest cold or a head cold yeah a lot worse so I've been poorly recently actually but basically what happens is as soon as I get unwell it just goes straight to my chest yeah and then that makes my breathing harder and I'm more susceptible of, instead of just getting like a cold, it always just turns into pneumonia and then I end up having to go into hospital and have intravenous antibiotics and stuff like that. I just got to be really careful. And all my family and friends know that if they're not very well, then they can't come near me, basically. How was that with COVID? Did you really have to? Oh, it was uh, awful. Yeah. I, I had to isolate on my own three months. Oh, God. That, that's really. Just on my own. Couldn't go near anyone. I had my daughter with me, but she couldn't go near anyone. She's seven now. Ah, Because she was five at the time. No, four. Four going, four turning five during COVID. Okay. What was it like growing yeah. up socially and get, dating? Did you have a hard time making friends or when you wanted to start dating? Was that like a conversation you had to have right away? It's really strange because date. Dating is really hard for me anyway, I think because of my self-confidence and stuff, because of my tracking. Friends, I think my personality always quite has like always outweighed my tracking and my friends never really know, like obviously they know I have a tracking, but they just forget that I have it because it's just me. In terms of dating, my daughter's dad, when we was in college together and he actually came to see me in hospital before we started dating and he just sat in hospital with me all day when I was unwell. And Aww. we just, just chat in and then that's how it happened. So I didn't have to be like explaining anything, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we split up after nine and a half years of being together. I went on to start dating somebody else. And actually, again, that time was in 2018. I was in hospital at the time again. <laughs> and I just said to the guy I was talking to, I just said, look at my pictures and see if you can notice something that's in every single picture. So he went on my Instagram and he did. And I just said that I'm in hospital. This helps me breathe. I've got pneumonia at the moment. I'm on bed rest. I can't move, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I make it more of a problem than guys that I have right. dated do. They don't see a problem with it at all. Did getting pregnant cause any issues? Yeah. So I got pregnant. I found out I was pregnant Christmas Eve 2014. And I was actually the healthiest I've ever been when I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Right. It was amazing. Like proper glowing. I, I, I was vomiting for 17 weeks. Oh, yeah, it was quite a long time to be fair. And then after that, it was just lovely until beginning of July 2015. And I got, um, got a really bad chest infection. <laughs> so I had to have antibiotics and stuff. But as soon as I hit 37 weeks, they were like, that baby's coming out. So they gave me right. an elective cesarean section on the 3rd of August 2015. They didn't want me to go through labor because obviously yeah. the breathing yeah, and it would be that... too much stress on my body. Was there yeah. any fear that your daughter would be born with a similar condition? Yeah. Yeah, there is. So obviously it can be genetic and we went through a lot of different tests that we didn't do genetic testing because I didn't have it when I was born. Me and her dad, we just like, well, if she does have it, look at me. I still, I'm fine, so I'm not, but... I still live a normal life in bunny years and technology has come on like science has come on so much in, in the last like oh it's 24 when I had it in the last 24 years so it's okay so. yeah the way that science and like the medical world is changing yeah. these types of things are less less scary maybe definitely yeah. 
And then what made you decide to go on social media and start sharing your story? I didn't mean to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened was I'd been really poorly at the beginning of this year. My tracking I had in was too small for me. Victoria London told me I had to upsize it. So I've done it before, but I did it in hospital before. And it took ages to put it in. And then I started a blog in 2019 just because I've never really had any professional counselling during my life. And obviously I've gone through quite a lot. I just thought it would be like my way of self-counselling myself. Just like writing things down and sharing it so that people with the same condition as me, they're not alone and there is someone else out there. And like yeah. the feelings that you get that no one else is really going to fully understand because they don't get it. So I basically just said to my friend, can you come round and video me whilst I do it and I did it on TikTok I had five followers at the time just like a couple of my friends basically and I, I thought I didn't know I'm so rubbish I still now I don't know how to use TikTok properly. <laughs> but, um, I yeah uh, I used it on there because you can stop and start yeah. on the same video and I don't know how to do that on like a normal video like on yeah. iPhone and I was just going to put that onto my blog so we did it filmed it took an hour to push it in and then I just clicked post and then went about my day I got to my mum's and I'd had 50,000 notifications and I was like oh my god (laughs) what the hell is happening (laughs) and yeah within 24 hours it was at 2 million views that's wild I know it honestly I don't I still don't know why now do you know what I mean yeah yeah it happened (laughs) wow I'm very grateful that it happened yeah have you found there's a lot of people that have a similar situation to you that are mm-hmm. like grateful for it? Or is it more people that are like, oh my God, I've never seen this? It's very much a mixture. And it's not necessarily people that have the same condition as me, as in adults. A lot of it are parents oh. with children that have the same condition as me. They, in a way, speak for the people that have pyrobin and also for the people that have chakrasmus as well. Because not anyone has pyrobin syndrome needs a tracheostomy. It's only one that with this, like severe cases. But I was picked up live the other day. And there was a mum from America on and a mum from the UK online on my TikTok live. And we were chatting. They were just in the comments and they realised that they had a very similar situation. They both felt really alone. But then they went off and then made friends. So it's oh. like things like that just make it so worth it. These mums were just sat thinking that they had no one to talk to and actually they're in exactly the same position, but just the other side yeah. of the world. And it's got to be, I don't know, nice for them to see a grown adult who mm. has grown up with this. So it gives them an idea that their little kid can also grow up to, to lead a really, quote, normal life. Yeah, I've had a lot of messages of people saying that you've given me so much hope for my daughter or my son. Yeah, Yeah, it is lovely. That's really nice. Yeah, we find pretty much after every episode, at least one person reaches out and says, I I didn't know that there was somebody else like this, or I didn't know somebody else experienced this. And there's such Mm -hmm. a, I don't know, sense of comfort in seeing something that you can relate to or hearing about somebody's story that you can relate to. Definitely. Is there anything that you wish more people knew about having a tracheostomy or about like how you live your life that you're really passionate about educating people on? The fact that the silver tubes are now not getting made in Europe. Why aren't they getting made? They just stopped making them. So ultimately, like my goal is to set up a charity for people with this condition, with Pyrobin, and have a separate one or 
one coinciding with about tracheostomies as well. I mean, they want to raise money to see if we can get silver tubes back in production again. What are they using instead of silver tubes? Plastic ones. What? But silver tubes are forever, so more or less. Yeah. And so is that why they're not making them? Is it like a financial thing? I have no idea. I cannot tell you the reasons as to why. I don't really know. I just got told by a in 2020 today just to let you know we're no longer making silver tubes anymore. So yeah, it's really tough because if this one breaks, then I'm pretty screwed. Yeah, like this seems so backwards. It seems like they would have started with plastic and then they would have enhanced it and now they offer silver but yeah so in america they you've got this stainless steel one called the jackson i think that's still in production but over here in england we don't have the stainless steel option we have the silver or just plastic wow that's yeah that is really terrifying to think that Mm -hmm. like people who going forward will need one won't get the same quality And with the plastic, would it be a matter of you would have to change it out so much more frequently? Yeah, so you change, like, I think now it's once a month you change them, but then you have to just discard them. That's awful. Wow. And and is there, can you lobby? Can you, like, I don't know, is, are there groups of people working to fight this? At the moment, no, which is, now I have a few people following me and they have joined up with Noise PR. They're going to hopefully help me and guide me in the direction where I can get more people on board and do something to either put pressure on the companies that did make them to start making them again. Yeah. Or try and fund something where we can do it on our own. I think that's going to be really hard to do personally, but dream big and all that. Yeah. (laughs) I think, yeah, just getting the word out there because they probably did it quite quietly. The everyday person may not know. Definitely. So the other end of the spectrum, so people with tracheostomies, so a few different ladies messaged me saying that their dads have tracheostomies and showing them, showing their dads my videos has given them like a new lease of life. And one of them said, ask if I knew how to get silver tubes refurbished and I do because I have the contacts for who do mine so I gave this family my like the contacts of these different people and they got a whole new set refurbished for their dad oh wow because their yeah their clinical nurse specialist had retired and nobody had taken them over so they had no idea how to get a set of tubes refurbished oh, so yeah so again great. things like that it just makes it also worth it yeah. When I'm having days back, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to delete you. Yeah. And then you get a message like that and like, how could yeah. you? Yeah. Wow. So it is amazing. And what's the best place for people to find you online if they want to hear more about your story? So I've got most of my videos on TikTok and my handle is just Little Silver Tube. And that's the same on Instagram. And I just started the YouTube as well, but I haven't actually posted anything on there yet. But yeah, oh, wow. just a little That's silver cheap. Perfect. I'll tag it in our show notes and then we'll tag you on Instagram as well. Perfect. That's great. Thank you Thank so you. much for taking the time out of your Sunday to chat and share your story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. It's lovely. Yeah. Really it was so nice it. to meet you. Thank you. All right. Thanks enjoy so your day. Your You're welcome. Thank we'll you. talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. We haven't done an outro in a while. Thank you. Allie, who was our guest this week. I had so much fun talking to her. She's actually in the hospital right now because she's gotten a little bit sick. And so hopefully she's listening to this and I hope she feels better. Yeah, me too. That's awful. If you're still listening, I thought it would be fun to start reading some of our reviews. 
And the first one I'm going to read is from Lena79, and she wrote, Amazing ladies, I was cracked up the whole time. Love it. Then she put three hearts, and she said, I need more. She sounds wonderful and hot, and <laughs> like she would be a very good friend. So, Oh, my God. I love that. Um, This one is from Jillian, and it says, Fun and funny and easy to listen to. Great podcast by two Canadian women interviewing people with interesting stories to tell chilled and enjoyable i love that that's so nice i know and she's from the united kingdom amazing yeah so we're just jet setting look at us go all over the place here so i say i don't know maybe we'll do like a couple every outro or every intro we'll just play it by ear yeah i think that's great that's a great idea i hope everybody had a good new year's please go follow us on all of the social medias we are pretty much everywhere at I did not sign up for this. Join our Patreon. We seriously have so much fun over there. Oh my gosh. It's a blast over there. It's crazy. Join in on the fun. Do it. <laughs> and rate this podcast. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash I did not sign up for this and we will read your review. So please be kind. <laughs> All right. Oh, have a good week and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.